What is storytelling to you? Well, you know, for some people, storytelling conjures up ideas of sitting around a campfire and sharing scary stories. For other people, when you bring up storytelling, they think of companies like Disney, right? And when it comes to entrepreneurs, let's be honest, these days, when you hear storytelling, most of the time, what you think of is business and more specifically, sales, right? And you're not alone in that because it's really common, especially these days with storytelling being such a important skill for um, entrepreneurs to harness and one that seems so elusive, it's become a really popular topic, right? And unfortunately, more and more entrepreneurs have synthesized this idea in their minds that the only reason that they should be telling stories is to make sales. The only reason that they should learn how to tell stories is to scale their brand. And the more that they start even really thinking about storytelling and approaching storytelling in their business, the more it becomes cemented within them that storytelling is really just a selling tool, right? But let's be honest, although everything we do as entrepreneurs hopefully eventually leads to sales, storytelling is not just a selling tool right? That's not the first definition that should lead to your mind when you think about sharing a story. Storytelling, true storytelling, is actually all about connection. How do you connect? How do you connect to your audience? And how do you do that on a deeper level? Well, here's the big secret straight up. Okay, you ready? Telling your story it's actually never, ever about the storyteller, even when it's personal. It's ultimately all about your listener, particularly those who will identify and relate to the tale at hand, okay? And that strong sense of identification and connection that you're fostering there is why storytelling is such a powerful tool and let's be honest, an essential skill as an entrepreneur. Now, over this week, what I want to do is focus on deepening your understanding of the importance of story, especially your own, and allow you the strength to dig deeper and unearth those moments in your own life that are so unbelievably and powerfully relevant to your audience. No one but you will ever see the answers to the questions I ask throughout our time together this week. So make sure that when you bring a pen and paper to journal or to answer these questions that I ask you, that you remember these are just for you and that you are really honest with yourself. Okay. And what I want to do together is to really deepen your understanding of what it takes to create an audience that is centered in your why. Okay. 
So today, what we're going to do is overcome one of the most common objections that I hear from so many storytellers and entrepreneurs, really, that are just afraid that they're not going to be good storytellers. And they tell me, but Sarah, my story is boring. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. You just don't understand yet quite how to approach it. Okay. And I'm going to help you with that today as we tackle your reservations over sharing your story because you're afraid it's going to be too boring. Then tomorrow, we're going to go a little bit deeper into your why before on Wednesday, I hit you with 21 hard hitting questions. Okay. To help you really dive deeper into your past and flush out some of those best selling stories that will turn your company into something so much greater and grander than you ever imagined possible. All right. And then at the end of this week, we'll cover all of your choices and how to approach your choices as the storyteller before helping you really get confident in the ways in which you will share your story in order to help your brand stand out, build your confidence, and yes, ultimately allow you to sell. But first and foremost, remember, storytelling is so much more than a selling tool. So buckle up because today we are getting ready to dive into all of the many reasons that your story is so far from boring. This is going to be fun. You're listening to the Wildly Creative Women podcast, your daily dose of inspiration, creativity prompts, affirmation, rare stories of transformation and triumph you won't hear anywhere else. And yes, even mini audio courses filled with actionable advice from yours truly that you can't get anywhere else in order to help you find your voice and embrace your wildly creative heart as a woman and as a business owner. If you have ever dreamed of scaling your business, build on your creations without sacrificing your personal life or your sanity, you have definitely come to the right place, sister. If you've ever questioned if now is the time to scale up or perhaps even step away from it all, you're definitely in the right place. If you've ever suffered from burnout and you need some place to go for a daily dose of just peace and sisterhood and stories that are just for you, well, yes, you're still in the right place. So grab a snack, something to take notes, hopefully grab a cozy corner where you can just relax and be with us and then get ready because now we're going to scale your passions with Serenity Sister and grow together through the Wildly Creative Women podcast. Are you one of those people who struggles to come up with a story for your bio? Are you one of those who says, oh, Sarah, I don't really have a story. I'm really pretty boring. 
Or do you list off all of your achievements and expect to dazzle potential clients enough to sign up to your list and buy your products and hire you? Or do you throw in a bunch of quirky facts that are pretty safe, like, you know, I live with my dog, Chloe, in a quaint colonial farmhouse in a spunky small town in Minnesota, right? Like, wh- wh- which which one are you, really, okay? I'm curious. Do you list facts? Do you try to tell stories? Or are you perhaps avoiding the subject altogether because you're so nervous about talking about yourself? Hmm? Well, today, right now, in fact, this is your chance because I'm giving you full 100 billion percent permission to stop agonizing over what you put in your story and rather shift your focus to the why. That's right. That is where so many otherwise could have been brilliant storytellers get it wrong. They get so hung up on what to tell that they forget that the real origin of most amazing stories is actually why. Why should you include something? Why should you skip telling about other incidents? Telling your business story should always, always be about relevance, okay? There's only one reason that your ideal client wants to listen to your story, to any of your stories. And that is, are you listening? Are you ready to see how you overcame what she's currently struggling with right now? Okay, I'm going to say that again because it's really important. When the time comes for you to write your stories, do not focus on the what, but rather the why and why you should be telling her about certain incidents versus why you should be leaving others out. And ultimately, you need to be telling the story of how you overcame what she is struggling with right now. Okay? Now, sure, you can hook her with, say, an outrageous or intriguing email subject line, right, or video title that will, say, entertain her, at least for a time. Um, But at the end of the day, right, once you get through, once she, I should say, gets through that shock value and has satisfied her curiosity about the hook that you left there, she's going to be gone, okay? And you're not going to convert her, okay? It might be enough to keep a subscriber or a Facebook um, group member or page fan following you, but that's not going to convert the sort of trust that makes her put real money into you and your business and, um, your JV partners. And, and she's just ultimately not really going to develop that level of trust that you're craving so badly. So from a marketing relationship perspective, how your story relates to her is the only thing that's going to make her stick around until the end of your personal story and ultimately use that to decide if you are someone that she trusts and who, more importantly, understands her on a really deep level. Now, if you can accomplish this, 
it will take weeks off of the trust building process and qualifying to buying cycle. Okay. So this will do wonders for facilitating deep rooted trust with your audience. Once you can learn to master these differences between the what, the why, and the how in your stories, oof, such amazing things are going to happen. Okay. Now, the first thing that you need to do is to put yourself in her shoes. Is she going to want a, like to read, to listen, to watch? Think about that first. Okay. And furthermore, is she going to want to say, read a long rambling tale that details about every event in your life? No, nope, she's not. Does she really care if you won the Interbusiness Blagger of the Year award? Nope. She wants the relevant details, meaning the ones that hit her right in the gut and make her say, wow, this person really knows what it's like. They totally freaking get it. Where has this person been my whole life? To craft a powerful story that makes her feel like this, you need to really know your dream client and particularly her biggest pain point. Now you've heard that before, but what I'm telling you is most of you are just not going deep enough. You're naming basic demographics and you're not taking the time to do things like journal every day as her or to really just challenge yourself to get into her shoes, her mindset, her lifestyle, her everything so that you can really understand how to best serve her, right? That is going to be what your story needs to address. The actual personal details, yeah, those could vary. But that specific deep well of pain is what you have in common. Secondly, your story needs to make a promise, okay? And that It's going to give her a key for getting past or overcoming that pain point. So inspirational stories, those are great. And there's certainly a place for them, especially when they are raw and when they are real, but mostly when they tie back into her primary pain point and illustrate for her that she's not alone, that she's by no means an idiot for having gotten herself into this predicament and that there is a solution that you've already proven to work. Okay. So your story really needs to relate to her. Okay. So what are a couple of examples that can highlight for you how you need to be illustrating these similarities? All right. I got you covered follow along with me. Okay. For right now, we're going to pretend that you are offering this program called accelerated 6k income coaching. Okay. Not the best name in the world, but it'll suit our purposes. Okay. So you're offering this program called accelerated 6k income coaching. What you need to do is answer what personal story detail you need to include when you talk about your past. So let's say, um, 
Hmm. Okay. If your potential client needs money because she's a single mom and let's say that she's anxious providing, um, she's really anxious about providing in general and being able to feed her baby daughter. Okay. Your story starting out as a single mom, trying everything from hosting Tupperware parties to doing data entry piecework at two cents a record is going to instantly connect and keep her reading. So that could be like your origin story, right? And that can get her sucked into who you were as a human back when you were just a regular person before you knew all of the amazing things that you know now, right? Um, or let's say that the client is a 22 year old fresh out of college, right? And suffering because of male prejudices in the field that she is trying to enter. Okay. In this one, the story that you share could be about becoming the first female electrical power line installer. I'm using that just because, hey, you know, we just got through the hurricane and the linemen and line women are everywhere and shout out to them. Um, but let's just say that you uh, tell a story about becoming the first female electro electrical power line installer in a male dominated industry, which it is, um, that will help get her to connect right away and keep reading. Okay. And of course we're talking about the college student, not the, not the single mom. Uh, so there's two examples for you right there. Okay. So if your coaching topic is money, you might think the obvious choice would be to talk about your first job or how you first learned to invest money. And if your client truly doesn't have a deeper why, you know, a secret burning motivation that might actually work, um, that might actually really, you know, at least serve as a placeholder for you until you can flush something deeper out. But nine times out of 10, that's not going to be the case. And why? Well, because nine times out of 10, your potential client has a much deeper emotionally rooted motivation and need that probably actually stems from the first five years that they were on this planet, even if she denies it. Okay. Most of what most adults are doing is running around chasing emotional fillers for the, uh, you know, the first five to seven years of their life, really. Um, you know, we develop these core, this small set of core beliefs that are mostly subconscious um, in their development in our early years, and they cement our manuals that we have for everything. And they keep us running around out here in adulthood, um, behaving in certain ways. And they help these core values are what to help shape our personalities, as well as, you know, our needs, our wants, our desires, our dislikes, and all of those things in life. Okay. And what you need to do if you're really struggling to relate to your client is to get deep down into those core beliefs that originated in their early childhood development and understand how they are driving all of their behaviors, including their buyer behaviors, so that you can flesh out the stories that matter so deeply to these people. Okay. 
All right. That's just some food for thought. I know it can be super overwhelming, but I like to remind you that when I'm talking about going deep on your ideal client, I'm not just talking about picking out a, an age and you know where do they live and stuff like that. You got to go deeper. You got to really figure out who these people are that you're trying to help. And that's where researching your potential client and getting to know what lights her up like a freaking Christmas tree. Um, that's where that really comes in, either with enthusiasm or anger or whatever. You know, the idea is that you should be able to effortlessly create content that stirs passionate emotions, okay? Whether they be enthusiastic or anger or happy or sad or nostalgic or whatever it might be, okay? So, if you're researching, monitoring, and hanging out with your dream clients, then you inevitably will notice that your followers talk about things that you can relate to. Okay. <laughs> this is, I love it when this happens, when this little light bulb moment goes off for a lot of my clients, they'll call me or message me or if we're together or whatever. It's just, it's so much fun to watch it where they're like, oh, if I look into my own history, it reveals what I'm chasing for. <laughs> but, you know, let's be honest, we all need to approach things in different ways in order to have them click for us. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just know I love watching you light up when you figure out how to make these strategies work for you. And, you know, ultimately, if you understand where she is in her life, you can go back to where you were back then and connect by using it near the start um, or right at the start of your story, okay? So knowing your ideal client's why tells you instantly what parts of your personal story will catch her interest and keep her reading. It helps you to find your own why. Pretty neat, huh? Your story may not be interesting to everyone, so please get over the idea that you're going to be able to accomplish that. It's not happening. But if your ideal client can relate to it, well, then my love, that is perfect and so far from boring. In fact, I can't wait to hear all of your case studies and stories telling me all about how you were able to flush out these personal stories of your own in order to form a deeper connection with your ideal client. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to dig deeper into your why before on Wednesday. I'm hitting you with 21 questions that will help you to actually do this deep digging. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've got so many surprises and fun anecdotes and tips and goodies and stuff planned for you this week. And I can't believe we're finally back. I'm so excited after a couple week hiatus from Hurricane Ian. Thank you to all of those who sent love and support uh, while we were here. Um, we certainly fared much luckier than most, um, but obviously didn't have power and things for a few weeks. So I'm just thrilled to be back here with you. And I have so much amazing content that I've been planning, of course, without power in these past few weeks. So I'm really excited to deliver that now. Mike's on, heated up, ready to go. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. I love you for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. How do you feel, sister? 
Have you had any shifts? Don't forget, the conversation really continues and heats up inside the Wildly Creative Women Facebook group. And I would love to tackle any questions you have about today's show in there, alongside the growing sisterhood of Wildly Creative Women supporting one another and sharing their stories of triumph and tragedy through their creative pursuits. If you have taken anything at all out of today's episode, it would mean the world to me to have you subscribe, like, and share. I love you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you soon.